Welcome to the very first episode of Richie Reads the Room. Me and my dear friend, Keith McGill. You almost forgot my name. I did not. You almost forgot. I, I heard not. that big part. Me and a different, uh, what's his name? What's his name? I heard you. I heard, I heard the wheels turning in your tiny, tiny head. The, the, the bad thing is you can't hear, hear the wheels turning. I can, and they, you need some WD-40 because they're kind of squeaky. But if you it. had any idea how much WD-40 I actually have. How much WD-40 do you actually have? Actually, just from Are you coming on to me right stuff? now on that first podcast? <laughs> this is a little, it's a little untoward, but I'll go with it. I'm easy. I'm flexible. There's something I want I'm to say really to my dad flexible. and I'm everybody. Very, very flexible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, uh, you're a free man. You know what I'm saying? You can do what you want to. You're a single guy. You don't have to explain anything to anybody. It's 2023, Rich. Not only do I, not only do I have so much WD-40, I'm really proud of it because I have so many. So many hardworking country mechanic farmer relatives that I grew up with that I've collected all this WD-40. I've got a case of all different kinds of cans of different kind of any kind of bolt loosening lubricant. Um, Again, this is getting very sexy. It is. Well, I'll tell you something. You're trying to loosen my bolts. The stuff in the, the, I wish I had the name. I wish I had that thing in front of me because the names of them are, and all of it will kill you. I mean, this is stuff from the 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah. It's just like, like. Lie asbestos paste. Yeah. They would just, it'll loosen anything up, anything. It'll Lungs, actually, anything. It'll make you breathe weird. It'll Fingertips. Make you dizzy. Yep. Yep. But I tell you what, it'll knock a bolt loose. And Boom. That bolt is gone, and so is your sense of smell. <laughs> but, you know, back in the 50s, bolt be gone, gang, with just a little pinch of cocaine. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. You learn on this podcast, people. You will learn all will kinds learn of cool stuff about on this podcast. Many and things. And so I, 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 I'm into tools. Okay. That's why this I had is, you on the thing. Was this the, okay, first of all, ouch. But also this has gotten really innuendo-y. Boat looseners and I've got a lot of lubricant and I'm into tools. Just come out, Rich. <laughs> you don't need a podcast to come out. You don't have to have behind microphones and technical equipment just tell everybody who you are if i ever do come out i'm coming out of home depot because i, I can still should. build shit i think you should i think you should be in the middle of carpentry like by the way guys kind of like you and then just keep building just keep i building. could actually be in the home depot sexy middle-aged dad bod guy calendar I, i'd be in better shape now but my neutral bullet threw a rod there you go <laughs> There you go. That that thing you bought at 3 a.m. that you expected to last the rest of your life, you pushed it twice. Like, why won't, how come I don't have a kale smoothie? Why does it have chunks of green stuff in the bottom of this thing I can't clean because of the blades? Yeah, but you know what? I took it apart and fixed it. Of course you did. Did you spray some Bolt Be Gone in there? Get a little <laughs> contact high from the... Actually, I used, uh, I actually used coconut oil because it's food stuff. Oh, that's good. That's a good move. Now we're going. Now we're. Now you're all worried about safety and health. All of a sudden, like before, it's like, sure, just spray it with, just spray it with motor oil. It's fine. Mmm, tasty. And now you're like, I use coconut oil and perhaps safflower, a little safflower. For instance, okay, the treehouse out there, I I coated I coated all the uh, posts with used motor oil because it termites won't eat it if it's covered in motor oil. So I've stained it with motor oil that was free from my oil change. So when we grew up, that's what, that, how much you could, you know, my parents and grandparents were depression era people. So right. anything you could reuse was like a big badge of, you know, if you could figure it out without spending money or you could use something. Exactly. My uncle, God love him. 
he was in with all the guys. This is back before they, by law, had to throw stuff away that was bad or at least mark it down for a certain period of time. My uncle was friends with like butchers all over the city. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, look, when you get ready to throw that meat away, let me know. Just put it out in the dump. Call me and put it out in the dumpster. And then I'll come and get it. And he would do that. He would feed his family with like, this meat is a tiny bit green. And he would just bring it home and just, you know, scrape it cook off. it. Oh, no, scrape it off. Crazy talk. No, he would just put it in a big, like a like a, a barbecue pit he made out of a steel drum and just be like, ribs. I don't know what animal, but they, they had ribs, whatever animal it was. I follow a bunch of professional dumpster divers on TikTok, and they, they go in there and they pull out all kinds of food. And people, too, are so terrified of food now that they won't... Um, I know somebody, well, his, his daughter told me I drove from my house to Indiana and she didn't want to eat the food because of the trip from here to, you know, 30 minutes away. She thought it would go bad in between that time. Did you know you can leave mayonnaise out? You don't have to refrigerate it. No, I didn't know that because I haven't had botulism. Well, I've so. got, I've got a, I've got a cousin or a cousin who tested the limits of that. He's not with us anymore, but you can, there um, you go. There you go. He, that's the limit, I guess, dying. That's the, <laughs> he got to the limit of leave your miracle whip out. My mom used to say when stuff was, uh, when food was bad, she would go, it's just a little tired. That's great. It's just a little tired. It's just and then a little she'd tired. Put it in the pot, cook it up. I, there have been so many things I've cut the ends off of, or th- moldy bread. We used to have bread, and it was sitting up and get moldy, and so we would just tear out the little green spots mm-hmm. and still eat it. You'd pinch them off like yeah. you were popping a tiny yeah. zit on a fairy, like a behind. little tiny bread pimple. Yeah. And then cheese? Do you do the same thing with cheese? Cheese, we'd we'd slice off whatever corner, so we have this weird trapezoidal shape. <laughs> cheese, it started out as a square, and then we just shaped it. Like, what is that? Well, it's a sphinx. All right. <laughs> Egyptian grilled cheese sandwiches, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Very exotic. Yeah, um, that's how she would do it. And then, of course, my dad would eat anything. And one time... Um, he took a bite of a bologna sandwich and then went, mm, made a face and put it down. And I came wandering in the room and I went to take a bite of it. And my mom went, don't touch that. Your dad didn't eat it. Don't eat that. <laughs> if your father won't eat it, it's deadly. <laughs> she did. I love you too much, son. She didn't even go back and tell him to spit it out because she knew he'd be all right. The dude had, a, I mean, it, unbelievable. She, that, that's a true story. She and, ran and up and said, he don't eat like, that. He wouldn't even be like, oh, this is awful. Or, oh, what is he like? Mm. That was oh, it. Oh, that was oh, the whole reaction. Like, oh, he considered. Mm. He considered it. He, he considered eating the rest of it. But my dad had a. Okay, my dad was. Uh, he grew up in the country, and he when he finally went to a city school. Well, his first his first um, school was a one room schoolhouse that's still on our our family farm. And my grandmother, who was born in eighteen ninety eight, got her education in that one room schoolhouse, and it was so small. He skipped a grade because he was the only kid in fourth grade. So when he went to fifth grade, he just had to go in with the sixth graders. So he graduated early. But when he finally went to Salem High School, holy gee, over in Salem, Indiana, um, he never got to have bologna because they had fresh bushered meats. And he said he would trade his one-and-a-half-inch thick pork tenderloin sandwich <laughs> for a bologna sandwich because he couldn't get it at home. Can you believe that? Can you imagine? It's like, let's go find Rich's dad. Oh. Let's go find Reagan's. He's got, he's got, he's got you know, he's got... Filet mignon. Oh man, he'll trade you for potted meat. Oh, he did. <laughs> he would do. 
he would trade all that stuff. And he said when he was little, the big thing at um in uh Christmas time, they would bring there was a guy that would come through on a wagon and uh bring fruits from down south, like bananas and orange. he said oranges. Yeah. Were the huge thing because yeah. they were, you know, in nineteen thirty five there were no oranges in Indiana. Right. You know. Well, and that was a thing, too. I remember I was thinking about this last Christmas where it was like it was a huge treat. Like you go to somebody's house and they'd have a bowl of oranges and nuts and a nutcracker. And it's like, oh, it's Christmas. <laughs> I can have an orange. Can I have a whole orange? Because we couldn't because oranges were really expensive because like they didn't have the the way to get them here. They literally just said, all right, we're going to take, take these oranges to, from Florida to Kentucky, but it's going to cost you a million dollars. And now it's like, you know, people have oranges in their, you know. Like down the street at some greenhouse, and they just kind of, you know, they start green, and by the time they get to your house, you know, under ultraviolet light or whatever. Well, now think of all the cool things they've got, like over in Japan that they put in vending machines. They put everything in vending everything. machines. Everything. You can buy clothing from a vending machine. People. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of yen. Like this guy just standing there, coin after coin after coin. I want that one. Coins. <laughs> You know, I never thought about it. if there was a person on the inside when your cookies got stuck. Can you just? Can you just? <laughs> Wouldn't that be awful if you got stuck in the vending machine? It's like it starts to spin and you're you're just hanging upside down. I'm just going to put that water anywhere. Did y'all hear that? Why don't you just stick that wherever you want? That's, that was great. That's, that was one of our many sound effects. You okay, you know the movie "It's a Wonderful Life." I do. It's a wonderful movie. Okay, it is a wonderful movie. Okay, do you remember the part where Uncle Billy he goes to send him home? He's all drunk. Remember his Uncle Billy? Yes. And he goes, okay. And he sends him outside and he says, hey, uh, he goes, where's my hat? Where's my hat? Your hat's on your head. Where's my house? Where's your house? And he goes, your house is down this way. He turns him and he walks off and he's going, my old Irish rose. And then you hear the crashes in the trash cans and all this stuff going everywhere. Right. That was a total accident. There was a stage kid that was brand new on the set and he fell over and knocked into a bunch of reels and stands and shit. And uh, it was so perfectly timed, they left it in the movie. That is great. It's great, because it happens that way. So many wonderful coincidences in life. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like the one you just said. <laughs> Remember when you were talking? Remember? <laughs> that counts. The uh, thing you just said counts. I think it's a wonderful life. I think it's a wonderful life. Ever. Oh, you meant the movie. I, think I the love movie. that movie. I love that movie so much. It's a utopian story. The basis of the story is, here's what life would be like. You've got a chance to see what it's like if you're not in it. And turns out it's way cooler because you were in it. That's a utopian story. That's really the thing. I mean, you know, like he saved somebody's life. He uh, got married out of the swimming pool. He saved the house. It's not Pottersville. Potter, what a bastard. You know, the pool is still there. The pool, pool is still is in, in LA, school. It's in at Los Angeles, and it's still a working pool. That's so great. In a high school, in a real high school. That is so great that you could just move the gym. Can you imagine? That was just what they did. Like, there's a pool under here. I mean, the, okay, dude. First of all, the acting. Okay, I was talking to Bowers, and Bowers is a modern guy. I'm an old school guy. He thinks black and white movies are dumb because they're black and white movies. I'm like, you can't see the story and the acting and the. And the greatness of what they did. And they had less to work with back then. So they couldn't do all this CGI shit. 
you know. Right. I think they have to do it for real. Like, you know, Buster Keaton was actually hanging on to a clock. Dude, Jackie Chan ain't shit compared to Buster Keaton. No, I mean, that was did? amazing. Like, it really was stunts. Like, it wasn't, it's like, don't mess up because you'll die. Yeah. When it wasn't it, like, let's, you know, get it right the first time. Oh, man, he did. So, he was crazy. I found some stuff on him. I actually pulled up a book on Audible. I haven't started it yet. I found a book on him. Um, the the stuff he did and, and the timing to do it with. Right. It was crazy. Okay, It's a Wonderful Life. All the um, all the snow was spray-painted cornflakes. So there was somebody's job it was to just go out and spray-paint cornflakes. All of Pottersville. That's, or Bedford Falls. That's kind of fun. I do love it when they did that, when they had to figure out what things were going to look like in black and white, and they knew it's like, well, we can do this because it won't matter. Like, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Taylor was actually much younger than Richard Burton, but she had to be his same age. So they gave her this horrible makeup that if you did it in color, she'd look horrible. But black and white, just because of the way black and white film works and lighting works, she just looked older. She did. And she, and she looked like my crazy neighbor, but acted like my ex in, the, in that a lot. I don't know if you saw the movie more than once, but. Oh, I'm, um, yes. I, I think um, one of the ways that uh, you get initiated into the gay club is that you have to watch. It's, it's like a hazing. <laughs> you have to watch it's a, um, you have to watch Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf and Auntie Mame at least five times a piece. And then they quiz you. What was the other one? Auntie Mame. I've gayest movie ever. It's about this kid who's, I think he's supposed to be gay, but he sort of meets somebody and slides by it. And his father dies. He goes to live with his aunt who shows in the world. <laughs> it's so gay. Never, so gay. What year did that come out? Like in the 50s. So what are what are other besides the obvious ones like Grease and stuff? Whatever, what are other gay anthem movies? Okay, now Grease. How say? did Grease become a gay anthem I'm, movie? This is a just, straight guy I talking just about. Came out Grease, of the closet. Grease is a gay ago. anthem movie. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Grease is a musical, isn't it? It's gay, isn't it? There's no gayness in there. Well, John Travolta. Oh, I didn't say it. Don't sue. <laughs> oh, so gay or not gay? John, John Travolta, Travolta. Yeah, he's got to be. John Travolta. Tom Cruise, all these people, all these Scientologists who have like given them all their secrets and now they're all like, shh, don't tell. Oh, we won't tell. Give us a lot of money. And they're like, okay. Dude, Tom Cruise, who never, whoever thought he was doing his own stunts? You've seen what he's doing? Yeah, still. Did you see him jump off the mountain like, on a, ride a motorcycle off a mountain with a parachute on? Uh, no, because I stopped watching Tom Cruise after Risky Business. Okay, I don't blame you, but you know what? I was always like, oh, Tom Cruise, he's kind of whatever. He's this, that, or the other. But not only the fact that now you ever follow a guy for so long with whatever, and then right. you're like, you look at his work and you're like, wow, maybe I didn't really realize how great he was. Kind of like yeah. people look at me, you know? Yeah. And so. And then they go, oh, wait, oh, he's not. Kind of yeah. like people look at you. I, I got, I'm, I'm starting to pick up on that. And, um, but he he rode down, okay, you know those, those, those. Agony of defeat ski slopes that right. come down and go launch way up off right, the right, right, sure. top of a mountain in Austria or something. He rode a dirt bike off of this damn thing. And how miles small an hour. is it, his penis that he needed to motorcycle off of the wild world of sports agony of defeat ski ramp? Dude, I don't know how small his dick is, but his balls are huge because man, that's probably why his penis off, is so small. Off completely off with a parachute. And then went down, separated from the bike, poof, dropped the parachute. Bike exploded, a 
5,000 feet down or something. Sure. He actually did jump out of those planes. He actually, yeah, no, I don't doubt he, he jumped out of the plane. He did one where he was hang, hanging from the side of a skyscraper, and, and uh, the, the safety guy on the set said, the stunt safety guy said, you can't do that. Um, so you know what he said? Uh, I'm getting another safety, dude. Good he for ran, him. He hung on the side of the building and ran. But then they almost there. killed a guy for, like, you know, not wearing a mask on the set. But yet, he's, it's okay for him to shush off a ski slope and you a gotta, motorcycle. You got to pop my bubble, don't you? You know what? No, you know what? Safety is safety is safety, Tom Cruise. But you're not going to get these kick ass movies if somebody doesn't take a risk. Well, what if we did a movie about the dangers of COVID? I think that that's the next movie. I think we should have a movie where a guy just one man walks through town maskless. The he stops at a vegan restaurant and he eats the sprouts, even though there's a day old dude. Are you sure you want to eat those alfalfa sprouts? Give me the sprouts. Rich Reagan's dad wouldn't even eat these sprouts. You need to watch this movie. <laughs> I don't think my dad ever ate a bean sprout. Not on purpose. <laughs> it was totally accidental. He said, spit it out. What is this? A hair? <laughs> if it was green, he'd still eat it, man. He'd still eat it. So uh, I went to Kern's Corner and had lunch with a buddy today. Have you been to Kern's Corner? I don't know. What, what corner is it on? It's on Kern. What is the corner? Okay, it's, you've never been there? you got to go there. No, I don't know from Kern's Corner. Okay. Kern's are they both corner. spelled with a K? Yeah. Of course they are. Of course they are. A lot of white dudes in there. You know. Um, oh, surprise. <laughs> I've never. Kern's Corner, I've got white guys. Wait, slow the bus down and let me get on. No, i got to tell you about this place. It's a, it's, a, it's, a little bitty, it's a little bitty bar that serves these flat top cheeseburgers. And it's always got, every day it's got chili bean soup. You can get a bologna burger there. I'm sorry, wait, back up, back up the bus. Bologna burger, so a burger with bologna on it? Actually, a bologna burger is actually a big half-inch slice thick of bologna, a bologna. fried on a grill. Oh, so they call Christ. it a bologna burger. No. You like bologna? I do like bologna, but it can't be thick like that. So, it would be two slices with cheese in between, right. and then melted and fried and delicious. Right, but, that's what I do. But you can also you can get a bologna burger like that, or you can get a burger with a slice of bologna and cheese on it. Well, that's different. Which I've never had, but the dude was talking to me about it today. But they always all their food is consistent as hell. It's awesome. They just got these old bartenders. Um, it's the most laid back place you've ever been. They've still got a payphone because all the bookies hang out there. Um, so it's just old guys and bookies. On one TV, there's ESPN. On the other one, there's TVG sports ra- horse racing on there. Um, it's all cash. There's an ATM if you want to get some money. And um, the Kearns, old man Kearns, bought it back in 50, 60, some, 50, 60, 60s. And his Catholic parish gave him the money to buy it. To the Catholic Church gave him the money to get this bar. To get the guys off the street? I don't know. And, uh, and onto the corner? I don't know, but that's what he did. He 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 did this, and then his sons took him took over Jeff and Bobby. And actually, I just found out yesterday that Jeff had passed away a few months ago. So that sucks, man. This dude always had a good joke. He was always funny as hell. It was cool as hell. But man, it's the food is great. The vibe is great. Like if you go, man, I got a headache. They're like, here, they get a big thing of Tylenol and give it to you. They don't go. We're not allowed to give out, you know, like any other store would do. When you're, there's no real menu. There's a menu just on the door by the bathroom. Um, and when you order, they come back later and they go, what'd you have? And you go, I had a burger, bowl of chili, and two beers. And they're like, okay, 18 bucks or whatever. 
it's the greatest place in the world. It's so cool. And every time you're there, there's no drama. There's no bullshit. It's just old dudes. You know, there's a few women that come in there, you know, but it's a, it's a, it's a great place. It's right down the road from you, I think. Where, where is it? Okay. You know where the Kroger is? Where Taylor, you know where Taylorsville and Bardstown meet? Oh, I know where that is. And there's right around the corner, there's yeah. Domino's and then Kearns. I know where that is. Bambi Bar's across the street a few doors down. Yeah, I know where that is. So, yeah, it's a really good burger. They get their their burger meat from Kingsley's Butcher Shop. You were right around the corner. Which is also right around also the corner. Also begins with a K. Kingsley's and Kearns Corner. I think I'm starting to see Creating that. crap for you to cachew on. <laughs> Once you get to that third K, it's kind of... It's really hard. It's K's a hard letter. You know, I think the hardest part of a clan meeting must be the ceiling fans. I think so. Like, <laughs> Jedediah, take your hat off. I'm Damn, trying to make Bobby. a speech. I'm trying to make a hate speech up here. Can you take that off? Did you see that scene with the thing in uh, Django Unchained? There's that famous scene where the dudes, the dudes are all had the masks and they're on a raid and they can't see out of the eye holes and they start complaining. The guy's like, you son of a bitch, my wife's been all night making these damn masks. He's like, fuck you, man. It was so great. Oh, so uh, the crazy, the yeah. everyday worries of racists, huh? Oh, huh? Who can't relate? It's terrible to be a racist. Yeah, I'm it's learning so much about you, you big gay racist. <laughs> you big gay green baloney eating racist. You heard it right here, first podcast. We're not holding anything back right now. <laughs> big gay racist been macking on me whole oh. show. So, what's your favorite thing about hecklers? Um, that they leave, that they go home at the end. That it's like you can't, you really can't heckle me at my house. I think hecklers are the most entitled people on on earth. I think they they and and the thing is, here's the thing about hecklers. The thing about hecklers is that they're not always very obviously. Hey, I'm gonna make jokes and be funny and make you feel like crap. It's like, the, but they are very entitled because the 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 thing about hecklers is that look at me. And it could be some guy who just didn't want to come and doesn't like that you're funny and he didn't expect it, so he's got to ruin it. Or it could be I'm getting married tomorrow. Or it can be it's my birthday. Or it can be I'm going to talk on my phone while you're on the thing. You know, it's, it's that idea that, well, I can't give attention to you because it's this day is about me all the way until it's over because it's a very short window of me of meanness mm-hmm. right i'm not going to be a bachelorette my whole life it's not going to be my birthday tomorrow nobody will care about that so i have to stretch this out as much as possible mm-hmm. like i think if we had a birthday week for people there wouldn't be hecklers i think there's to be like no you get more than one day don't don't use it all at the comedy club Save some for church. <laughs> they don't hackle in church. Oh, don't they? Oh, I mean white church. They don't hackle. And also with you, that's not a heckle. <laughs> and also and with also you, with it's like it's a very passive aggressive. Peace be with you. And also with you. Also with you. <laughs> don't give me all the peace. Make me responsible for the peace. Great. Now I've got all the peace. You take some of this peace back. Also with you. I think the well, I think the entitlement is it starts way before the act of the heckling, because if you think about it, the fact that they are under the assumption that they can come in there and they go to the comedy club once every three years, and then they're in front of a seasoned nightclub veteran that can that is loaded for bear, 
that not only does this shit every other show has to deal with somebody every other show, but they're loaded with comebacks and they've got the mic and they've got the light and they've got the crowd on their side and they've got security on their side. And you really think you're going to follow this thing through the end and look like the cooler that you're going to win. You're going to you're not going to win. If somebody here's the thing, though, here's the diff. If somebody is super funny and killing it, killing it, killing it, and you're just like, you're not paying attention to me. I want to heckle. They're going to blow you out of the way. They're going to shoot you down. If you're sucking, if you suck that night and the crowd is not like if any of those factors you said, the crowd is not your friend. Security's horrible. The heckler lucks out and gets a really funny joke in. You lose. So then there's tricky. So then you just have to do kind of like, you know, repair work to get out of the thing. Like, oh, ho, ho, you're right. Anyway, back to my wife. I've had a couple of people have some really good comebacks. Um, and I give them props if they unless they're that person that's been being a dick the whole time. I don't give them props. But for somebody like sometimes you have those people that will say something, yell it out. And it's just funny and it's cool and they're not heckling. And that's awesome. Right, and you have to, and you have to know the difference between that. I've had, I've had um, nights where somebody said da 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 da, and I went attack, 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 and the crowd was like, "Ooh!" I'm like, "Too soon, it was too soon." <laughs> if it, they they hadn't like because like number one, here's the rules of putting down a heckler. Number one, the crowd has to hate them. Mm-hmm. Like they, enough of the crowd, like it can't be because you've had those hecklers where it's like they're in the front row and they say stuff just loud enough for you to hear and throw off your timing. But like the guy in the back row has no idea that's happening. He's wondering why you're self-destructing on stage. Right. right? So the whole crowd has to be like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Right. Number two, you have to you have to win. You can't get in a fight with a heckler and lose. You know, I mean, you know, and some heckle lines are hard. Like, you ain't funny. Oh, okay. You're right, I guess. I'm sorry. Well, you know, for instance, I think you were there. Well, we were both there at the, the, the show to dedicate for Big John. And I walked down on stage and I said, hey, how come there's not this many people here on a Friday? And, right. And, and somebody yelled, because you were headlining. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. You, well, you open the door for that, though. I mean, you're in a room full, full of comedians. Yeah. yeah, you open the door for that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that, um, and it's funny too because they're always a person that comes up afterward and's like, "Man, you're funny as hell." I'm like, "Dude, you? How did I? How know? do you not get it?" Or when they say, "I was like, I was helping you out." You that's know. that's the thing, and and I just go, "No, no, you weren't at all." No. Get out. No, you weren't heckling me at all. You you weren't, you weren't, hel- you weren't helping. Please get out. Hey, um, I came up with something yesterday I wanted to share with you. I thought about that um, the, uh, the fact that, you know, there's guys out there, regular people named Michael Jordan or. Right. Or. I know a guy know, named Michael Bolton. Or Michael Bolton. It always seems like Mike's. I know a Mike Tyson. It's just it's a lucky it's a lucky moment. Well, because Michael's such a common name, and I guess the last names they have are common last names. They're like, always pretty. There's basic. not two or three people out there named Celine Dion. I'm going to guess unless they're drag queens. Yeah. And then there are probably a lot of Celine Dion drag queens. Yeah, I know this other guy named Costi Anakalopoulos, and um, no, but I, I thought about this. I, I know a bunch of people out west, and I know some Native Americans, and they all still give Indian names to their family. So if you take any any color and any animal part, 
there's an Indian right now named that. It's, you know, Red Hoof or Black Tail or whatever. There's always something. And with that being said, I thought about it yesterday. That means somewhere right now there's an American Native Indian out there named White Claw. I don't doubt it. I think is just... I don't doubt it. I bet they are dragging that guy. Hey, White Claw! We could probably find out right now. We could probably find out if there's a Native American is there a guy named, named White, White Claw? Claw. I'm going to look it up right now. You should look that up right now. It's very exciting. There's got to be one. He's got radio, a whole gang of white people. women chasing him around. <laughs> his Complaining that his flavor is wrong. <laughs> his, his spirit. This is, you aren't sweet enough. <laughs> His spirit animal actually wants to talk to the manager. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I bet there's got to be something like that. There has to be. And if there's not, you've just really pissed off a lot of Native people. But there has to be. So you better hope Google turns this up. Well, I mean, just by luck of the draw, there would have to be, you know, White Claw. a, A guy named White Claw. I mean, people name their kids after all kinds. There is white paw, but there is not white claw. I oh, found there's a white, a white claw. claw out there somewhere. I well, okay, that's probably on purpose. They did not <laughs> say <laughs> white claw because, like, no, we can't do that. Somebody said somebody, that's like naming your daughter Cinnamon right off the bat. That's you have doomed her. There's well, I mean, there's a lot of you know. There's a lot of cinnamons out there's a lot of cinnamons out there, dude. Exactly. I mean there's um there's that dude down in Alabama, he named one of his kids Roll and the other kid Tide. No. Oh he did. And it was I the was... guy no, it was the guy that burnt the guy that poisoned the um uh the trees at Auburn. They had these two hundred and fifty year old trees at Auburn and he went down there after Auburn beat Alabama and poisoned them and killed them both. See that's that's and he is or they're named like abuse. Crimson and Cream or Roll Tide or something. I mean they it's really like that bad. There was a guy, he was on the Price is Right, and his name was Rolls Royce. Like literally that. Rose hyphen Royce. And his children, he had three children, and here's the funny part. One was Rolls Royce Jr., yes. One was Mercedes, yes. One was like William. I'm like, did you run out of cars? Did you, <laughs> like, you don't have like a little, come here, Peugeot, I need to talk to you. <laughs> I, but the question is, was he drinking on the days he named the kid William or named the other kid's car names? I think William, he just forgot. I think he just. He I, just forgot. Like, no. Oh, you're supposed to be Jeep. No, you know what happened. This chick showed up at his door five years later. It was like, this is William. This is William. He is he is no longer four by four. I don't know what kind of ridiculousness that was. Okay, if your fingers could shoot condiments, and these five condiments were the only ones you could use the rest of your life, what condiments would you choose? What condiments would I choose? Well, uh, mayonnaise. Obviously. Ketchup. Mm-hmm. Mm, poppy seed dressing. Really? Yes. You're kidding me. It's a dip. It's a salad dressing. Yes. Yes. I would have uh, mayo and mustard, but it would be good mustard, like I, Grey Poupon. I would, I would have honey mustard. I wouldn't have... I don't like honey mustard. I don't like Grey Poupon. This is where we part how do ways. You not, how do you not like Grey Poupon? How do you not like honey mustard? Because it's got honey in it. And mustard? The I like, honey, I like other the kinds honey of and the mustard have to work together to make a delightful, sweet, yet spicy combination. I don't like my sweet and my savory together. Well, then we can never date. 
Well, I know, but I'll tell you something. So all of that okay, courting about, you did what, be, before has <laughs> got to not. What about all the? Um, what about regular old yellow mustard? No. No. I I think I might like it better, except that was the only condiment we were allowed in in my house French's when I was a kid stuff. because my mother didn't like ketchup. So like there were these little glass bottles of ketchup that used to be about five ounces or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would drown everything in ketchup. So they'd last about f- four minutes. And then my mother wouldn't buy another bottle for like two weeks. Like ketchup was like a like a sacred thing that you had to save up for. But we had mustard all the time. How so, funny, Hattie McGill. Are you a ketchup pack hoarder? I'm not a hoarder, no. No. I don't like if they say, do you want ketchup? I say no, because I always have ketchup at home. I just do without it. Like I don't, I don't get ketchup at, at, at drive-through places or whatever. Ketchup on fries and ketchup, a little shot on top of a meatloaf. That's all I have to do with ketchup. Yeah, you think I, I like it more because I, I like, like everything. I like ketchup on hot dogs when people say you're not supposed to, and those people can can go to hell. Um, ketchup and, then, and mustard. And, and then, well, yes, mustard because again, sweet and spicy. You tell me you don't like it, and there I don't it like is. It. There no, it is. There's only two. It, it just happened. Mine's depends on my options. Okay, so for instance, if I have options with my hot dog. I'm gonna put mustard and mayo on my hot dog. Now, if I have now, now, if I have, if I'm at a place where all I have, like I'm at a Catholic, like Julian's ball games at St. Martha, the Catholic booth, all you have is ketchup and mustard. I will do ketchup and mustard there, but that's the only time I do it. And sometimes it's kind of refreshing. I like, and I think it came from the fact that we never had mustard, but we always had like salad dressing. We didn't have mayonnaise. We had salad dressing because oh, it was cheaper. weird. Yeah, well, black people do salad dressing. White people do mayonnaise. This is one of the things that you and I are never going to make. It is on. not that cheaper. Never. It's not. How a, much it's cheaper Actually, is it? salad dressing is cheaper than mayonnaise. Yes. Why do they call it salad dressing? You don't put it on salad. You're dressing a salad. What do you mean? You dress a side macaroni salad to uh, a potato salad? Uh, that's salad? where the mayonnaise goes. No, mayonnaise is from the French for... Ooh, this is kind of bad. <clears throat> no. That's what... Mm-hmm. Mayonnaise. Do you like deviled eggs with mayonnaise or Miracle Whip? Uh, deviled eggs, I, I'm not on it. Like when I was a kid, I loved deviled eggs. Now I'm not a big fan. Unless you put... If you put pickles in deviled eggs, we, we can go... We can be together forever. <clears throat> well, hot sauce. That's how you woo me. Hot sauce is the other kind. No. Okay. See, I don't like hot sauce at all. I don't like... I don't like Oh, I don't on, like man. Franks or whatever. You don't Again, like Franks? This, this is the thing we're discovering. This is the thing we're discovering <clears throat> about each other. I'm thinking why. it's not going to work. Is pickle relish a condiment? Dill pickle is. But shooting that out your finger, that's got to be uncomfortable. I, you know what? If I have condiment fingers, <laughs> I, can, I can get attachments to help me. <laughs> I've been called worse. Hey, condiment fingers. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Fuck you, White Claw. Grandma's right there. <laughs> God, that's, that would be a really horrible Native American name. We will call you condiment fingers. Ah, oh, great. Man. Did you just spin the wheel of things and body parts again and I got condiment fingers? Oh, great. He's never going to get invited to another potluck again. Don't ask condiment fingers there. Or he could be a big hit at the kids' party. You never know. So we got mayonnaise, mustard, ketchup, hot sauce. Poppy seed, honey mustard. You only got five fingers. You got five you can No, pick. I didn't put hot sauce in my fingers. I'm just saying, what's in your other finger? Mayonnaise, mustard, ketchup, uh, poppy seed dressing, and uh, uh, wait, mayonnaise, honey mustard, ketchup, poppy seed dressing. What's my other thought? I didn't know. Um, we're throwing thousand island for good for good measure. Oh, ranch dressing. No, 
Hey, you didn't say Miracle Whip on one of those five fingers. You said well, mayonnaise. Miracle Whip slash mayonnaise, whatever. Okay, yeah, you gotta have something. Whatever white the white cream. goopy thing is to make a white delightful sandwich thing. spread. Okay, we're gonna leave it at that. This is the end of it. Thank you everybody for listening to this very first one. Thank you, Keith McGill. Richie read the room, people. He read Richie, it. Richie reads the room. I like it. I think it's a good name. I think it'll stick. I think it's gonna stick. Thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate you.